Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great end to your week. Maybe a great start to your weekend. Hopefully, we'll get your weekend kicked off right. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. No ESPN MT app today. Grizz Hockey on the road uh, for the second weekend in a row. Uh, playing in Logan at Utah State tonight, and then they're playing against Weber State tomorrow night. So uh, when they are on the road, they have the equipment that... Uh, sort of spurs on the app. So uh, that's the moments that we're not available on the app. You can always find us 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and 1029ESPN.com. As always, a ton to get to today. Plenty of high school football talk. The quarterfinals across the state of Montana start tonight. There's four AA uh, quarterfinals games going on. One, Bozeman, Gallatin, and Helena is already happening. The other three kick off at 7 p.m., all the Class A and Class B games kick tomorrow afternoon. There's a smattering of eight-man and six-man games that are tonight, and then a, most of them are also tomorrow afternoon. So we'll go through each and every one of those matchups. We'll also talk our way around the wide world of sports with our great friend Rajim Seabrook. Uh, he swung by earlier this week. Of course, he's uh, helping coach at Missoula Sentinels, so they're on the road. They're up in Kalispell to take on Glacier High School. Uh, that's one of the games to watch tonight. I mean, all the games now, this quarterfinals are absolutely games to keep an eye on, but that's certainly one that uh, we'll give you a look at. Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head coach, will join us as part of our Garden City Spotlight to preview tonight's game uh, against Kalispell Glacier. Rajiv and I also talk about all the other high school matchups and just give you the who, what, when, where, why about all that sort of stuff. Also talk some NBA, some NFL, and uh, some Native American basketball as well after the uh, the PBS, the Montana PBS debut of Native Ball, a great documentary about Malia Kipp a proud member of the Blackfeet Nation, a native of Browning, who uh, then played for the Lady Grizz in the early 1990s and certainly uh, blazed a trail. Uh, we'll also talk to Carol. She does those sports. we got plenty of laughs with her. She uh, is as equally unimpressed with the James Harden to the Clippers trade as I am, albeit for much different reasons, because of course she is. <laughs> so we'll talk to her, and then we'll get you, at least beginning to get you, start to, uh, get you set up for tomorrow evening's Top 10 showdown in Missoula. Number 7, Sac State in town to take on 4th-ranked Montana. Washington Grizzly Stadium. The Hornets have a three-game winning streak over the Grizzlies. But this will be the first time in his long and decorated coaching career that Andy Thompson is the head coach at uh, in Missoula at Washington Grizz. Coach Thompson, of course, played at Montana, a senior on the 2003 team, which was Bobby Houck's first year at the helm. 
at the University of Montana. And uh, Coach Thompson then spent uh, more than a decade at Northern Arizona coaching for Jerome Sowers and then spent the last three seasons as the defensive coordinator at Sacramento State, and now he's the head coach. So we'll hear from Coach Thompson uh, about 5.30. So there you go. That's your show outlook here uh, on Nuanas Now. Appreciate you for tuning in. Speaking of the Spartans, um, actually, I guess I'll, I'll wait. We, we, we're going to be back on SWX here in just a minute. At least I, at least I think or hope we will. <laughs> but uh, we got a new cool deal going on with Reds Bar. Reds Bar downtown Missoula, certainly a Missoula institution. Uh, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you should go check it out. It's one of the friendliest places in town. A great place to just hang out, have yourself a cold one, watch some sports. Um, but Reds has this unbelievable collection of memorabilia. I, I mean, unbelievable. Like below in the basement of Reds is like a museum. They have so many cool things. So Mike and the boys, kind enough to hook me up. They're going to let me go down there and pick some stuff out uh, throughout uh, you know each each week. And we got a cool one here. So we'll give you a little history lesson about uh, 1960s boys basketball at the high school level in Missoula, and learn a little bit more about Lou Roshlo. Lou Roshlo uh, was. Most uh, famous, most recognizable for his 18 years as the head coach at Missoula County Public High School. And uh, then he actually spent one year at the University of Montana where he actually recruited Robin Selvig. So, uh, I mean, I think Coach Selvig from Outlook, Montana, was probably on his way uh, to Montana if he was going to make a, a college decision. But either way, Lou Rochelle was the head coach that brought in Robin Selvig. Rochelle was only at University of Montana for one season and then uh, resigned and gave way to Judd Heathcote, who then was, of course, of great fame, went on to Michigan State, won a national championship there at the Spartans. And Heathcote is sort of the the roots, the, the foundation of the unbelievable coaching tree at the University of Montana for men's hoops, and uh, he preceded and then also had great ties to guys like Mike Montgomery, Jim Brandenburg, uh, Stu Morrill, Blaine Taylor, all the way through now to uh, the current head coach, uh, Travis Dekir. There we go. So as you can see, I got this uh, King Lou's Court. Uh, it's a commemorative about all of the accomplishments of Lou Rochelle. So we'll talk about that uh, in just a little while. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. You want to be a part of the show? You always can. 406 888 1029, and all guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Well, this is an easy one. Smart or dumb? The Los Angeles Clippers trading for James Harden. Smart. What? Smart. Ow! For Philadelphia, they get rid of the biggest. No, I know. I just like, mean the Clippers. Like, what, are the, what are the Clippers doing? Man? Not thinking. The Clippers literally mortgaged the entire future of their franchise to set up a two-year experiment to have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the same team. It didn't work. Failed experiment. It didn't work because both guys got hurt. Now they don't have a good draft pick for nope. a decade. Nope. And they decide to remedy it by signing a washed-up Russell Westbrook last year and then bringing James Harden in? I mean, come on, man. You just added a heart attack to an aneurysm. <laughs> I don't get it, folks. Like, it, it, it's... At that point, you're just trying to sell tickets. You're not actually trying to win. You're selling tickets and jerseys. There's That's no, all you're there's doing. There's no way that that team could beat Denver in a seven-game series no. or Los Angeles, no. or the Lakers, no. or... I mean, pretty much anybody, anybody. in the West. No! <laughs> I mean, think about... Like, that team is going to be... I don't even... I think you'd like to think they'd be entertained to watch, but they're not even going to be that. Because Kawhi Leonard has regressed back to his old self, uh, which which I mean that by I mean he's had multiple iterations where he was the quiet unknown guy, and then he was the silent killer who was like potentially one of the best players in the NBA, and then he was, uh, you know, the, scapegoated kind of because of the the lack of uh, passion to get back from the injury. I don't know. The whole thing is just so weird, man. The Clippers. You think after they get rid of Donald Sterling and Steve Ballmer buys them, and they, they, you think they're going to have some sort of confidence, and they, they just don't. They're the New York Jets of the NBA, but on the West Coast. Except, like, for the, except for the Jets are good now. Dude, look, one one year does not erase a, <laughs> the body of work. Like, don't get it twisted, No, for man. sure. I just mean the Jets have a chance to be good for a while because they have good young players. They've actually, Agreed. They've Agreed. actually read on their organization pretty well, especially defensively. Rajiv C. Rook, kicking it with us here. What's up? Uh, on this Friday, let's go around the uh, wide world of sports. We're recording this on a Thursday. So uh, as you listen to it, we're closing in on 
uh, a rematch up there in the Flathead Valley. Kalispell oh, Glacier boy. hosts the Missoula Sentinel. Rajim's coaching over there uh, at Sentinel. Uh, so first of all, let's talk about last week. Um, you were here with us because uh, you had a whole bunch of other obligations in town, but a uh, great defensive performance by the Spartans and uh 28-7 win in Gray Falls. Yeah, first of all, we have to give th- the kids played lights out. But my man, Mike Motts, and listen, I'm telling you his name right now on air because I know he's going to listen. You got to stop mispronouncing his name. Yesterday at practice, he goes, I love Coulter, but he keeps mispronouncing. What did I say, Matts? Yeah, like, oh, you, like okay. it's, it's Mott's, like the good applesauce. I feel like I've gotten it right before because I definitely know that it's Mott's. But and sorry, not Mike. Matt's like the chiropractor, shameless plug Mott's. right there. So, yeah, so Mike Mott's, Mott's. my man, Big John, Big Mike, um, had the boys loaded for bear, so to say. Um, they were nothing short of perfect. And the touchdown that came, came in when guys that are in 10th grade were playing and that were, you know, freshmen last year. Um, he, he, he is meticulous and methodical, much like uh, our head coach, Dan Oliver is, and just was very, very, very prepared. Uh, he said, we need to earn another week. Mm, you yeah. know, that's, that's the sentiment around Sentinel is like, nothing is given at this point and we have to earn another week. And, if you looked at last week's defensive effort and then Danny Sermon putting the team on his broad shoulders, like they earned another week to be uh, speaking about it right now. Well, now you got a, a rematch with Glacier. So, I mean, this is interesting just from a preparation and schematics standpoint. Yep. Because these two teams played the last week of the regular season. Yep. And uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know, there's a lot that goes into it, right? Like you have a lot of familiarity. Mm-hmm. If you're suddenly taking a lot of confidence just because you were winning in the third quarter in that game and then Glacier kind of, Avalanche, avalanche, yeah, but you know, on the other hand, though, Glacier had the week off last week, so now they played Sentinel a week off and Sentinel, so it's just like triple prep for mm-hmm. Spartans. So I don't know. It's interesting though. I, I do think that the four quarterfinals matchups from the Double A playoffs all are going to be competitive. I think that there's there's no like real lopsided matchup. I think all of them uh, are going to be uh, good games. Yeah, I think I think uh, I like what you said. The 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 rematch of a of a end of the season, a regular season game against Glacier. We had him. We had him. Sentinel had him for two and a third of a quarter, and then Glacier came out swinging, and as you said, uh, Avalanche, the ball went down, uh, uh, the snowball went downhill and never let up. Um, their, their three plays, they were gouge plays, Coulter. They were they was yeah. just like chunk plays, and then and that resulted in, in score. So I think, um, you know, what wins this week? the jab or the haymaker, right? Do you keep setting them up with the jab and breaking down a defense or is it the overhand right like Riddick Bow used to give and, and, and you just Riddick get smashed, Bo. you know what I'm saying? Uh, the other matchups are, are equally just not only like important for the advancement of, of the playoffs, but they're just key matchups. These are the games you want to see week in and week out, let alone watching them in the playoffs. Rajiv Seabrook here on New Orleans, now ESPN Radio. A um, couple other things to get to. You brought in uh, this... this uh, Page the other week, uh, which was a story in the 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 pulp, which is a new great uh, online publication. It's founded and spirited by the the folks that used to, I guess, some of the remaining folks that used to run and and uh, work at the Missoula Independent, and a uh, lot coming from the pulp soon. I promise, we are certainly uh, working hand in hand with them here at Missoula Broadcast Company. Uh, but Malia Kip was the subject of an awesome uh, documentary. I got a chance to see this at the Big Sky Doc Festival back in February in Missoula. Uh, then it made the film festival tour, and uh, but now it's out for public consumption. So it debuted on Wednesday night at the uh, UC Theater down at the University of Montana campus, and then it debuted on Thursday evening at 7.30 on Montana PBS. And... Uh, it, First of all, it's an awesome documentary. If you if you uh, if you like sports, if you like Montana, if you like learning about the melding of, of different cultures and backgrounds, if you like documentaries, all those things, you will like this this documentary certainly. Um, but I also think it's just an entry point to a, a an awesome conversation because I've, I've thought about this a lot throughout my life. One of the stories, one of the sports writing stories that made me want to become a sports writer is called Shadows of Nation by Gary Smith. Mm-hmm. Came out I think thirty two years ago now. And the central figure of that story was Jonathan Takes Enemy, who's one of the great Native American basketball players ever uh, to come out of Montana. And the story is all about the cultural phenomenon he was coming off the Crow Reservation and the just droves of people that went to watch him play, Native and otherwise. I mean, this guy was like selling out the Billings Metro, which is like 8,500 seats 
pretty much every single night for his high school basketball career. He's a three-time state tournament MVP, all this. But then he has the tragic tale of going elsewhere uh, for a minute in time. And it, it, the famous line in that story is, the native man has such a hard tr- time leaving the reservation because he has a rubber band attached to his back. And then the story goes mm. into all of the reasons why that is. And that's why I think this is such a tremendous story because we have seen so many times uh, throughout the modern history of Montana high school basketball, so many wonderful Native American players rise to the forefront and become these awesome stars, and it has this cultural meaning to their their tribe and their people that's even more significant than just being a star. There is a coming-of-age ceremony with all sports. I think that's why we love high school sports. I know that's why you love mentoring young men and coaching and young women as well. Uh, but there's there's almost a replacement element in Native American culture where many of the the things that used to be coming-of-age ceremonies for young people was robbed from uh, Native American peoples, especially in Montana, and basketball sort of rose to the forefront as what replaced that. So mm-hmm. you do see these the, the stardom rise to this even greater level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason this documentary is so important to me is because there's been so many different uh, cases of Native American men really, really struggling when they leave the reservation. Mm-hmm. Malia Kipp proved that you don't have to struggle, and she set the pace for then what was this wonderful lineage of uh, indigenous women that played for the Lady Grizz, mm-hmm. from Cimarron Schilt to uh, to Araguardipi to Manny Morales. I mean, you talk about some of the greats in Lady Grizz history, and I mean, it, this is called The Legacy of a Trailblazer, and that is a... At very apt and accurate title because that she showed it. She 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 blazed the trail, and I just think it's it's amazing that they made this into a documentary because I think it's an incredibly important story. Yeah, I think it's a very unique story. It admits a, a, a lot of the uh, opposite results from those who leave those environments in the confines of those communities. I think it's a it's a it's a good. Uh, conversation to be had about nature versus nurture, sure, right, and the importance of community and the importance of family within the the scope of your family, uh, athletically speaking. Um, it's a it's a it's a wonderful story. I think it's something that a lot of people should read because it also allows. A, a, you to engage in someone else's frame of reference, which then suspends judgment and increases your curiosity. And I think that that's really important um, going forward for, for, for people to know about this after being informed by your handsome self. <laughs> well, I, I do think that it's a, it's a conversation worth uh, continuing to have. And I mean, I, I do think too, just the positivity that can be given through sports to, to places that have struggled, mm-hmm. communities that have struggled. I mean, like, I thought it was so... Awesome! It almost it got it made me choked up reading the scene from the Class A cross country championships at high school the uh, this a couple weeks ago. Browning boys and Harden girls huge won each their respective titles. And if you go back not that long ago, I mean you're talking only probably four or five generations ago, only 150, 160 years, the Blackfeet and the Crow were two of the f- most fearsome warrior tribes in all of America, let alone in Montana, and they mm-hmm. they were mortal enemies. And then to see both the boys' team from Browning and the girls' team from Hardin don their traditional headdresses and sing a song together when they got their medals—it's awesome, man! Like that, and that's such a great thing because there's been so much struggle in places like Browning and Hardin, and for those young people to like set the pace like that. And show the positivity and coming together and stuff. I, it just made me so happy. I think it's great. I think it's a great uh, uh, story to follow, and I think it's a great model for the young ones looking up. Like exactly, that's the kind of thing that actually positivity in the community. Just as something as simple as just going out for a run with yeah. your friends. Yeah, and, and that to me trickles down into so many other attributes yep. of community. Um, and I also like the fact that, and I don't want anyone to take this as a slight or 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 or, or a step uh, downward. The fact that it wasn't basketball is even huger. No, absolutely, uh, it, it's larger because. It, it it takes something um, that you don't see every day in those communities yep. as far as uh, state uh, champions. And I and I think that it's such a great opportunity for people to really just look at this and grow and prosper, but also revel in it in, in the most positive ways and share that with the generations that are to come. And I, I love the picture you painted of the harmonious moment of yeah. having what used to be adversaries and nemesis coming together as, as, as just people. Well, we, have, we have a lot of great and very inspirational young people doing great things things in Montana but I do think yes, when you're do, when you're doing it for a a greater good and uh, a people that has been uh, a lot of times 
marginalized and disenfranchised and all sorts of different things. Totally. It's a, it's a huge responsibility and to be able to bear that on your shoulders is a huge thing. Like I've told Cola Bad Bear this many times. I'm so proud of her for being able to, I mean, she has, she has been a representative for an entire nation of people basically during her time at Montana state. And now she's finishing up her career at Montana state buildings. It's the same thing with Raekwon battle. And that's the part too, is a lot of the tribalism has, has gone away. Now there was people from, all seven Montana Indian reservations showing up to watch Raekwon battle last year at Montana State. And he's signing autographs for all these little boys and girls that want to be like him. And I don't know. I just I just think it's uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's important. And I just think that that's what sports are all about is uh, having positive influence on uh, on your communities. Stay positive so you can remain productive in this world, ladies and gentlemen. Rajiv Seabrook kicking it with me, Coulter Nuanas here hey. on uh, Nuanas. Now going all the way around the wide world of sports here. We're going to get to some prep hot tickets after a little bit. We gave you some thoughts on... Glacier and uh, Missoula Sentinel tonight, but we'll talk about some of the other games. We also have Dane Oliver from Missoula Sentinel coming up uh, a little later on. I also wanted to ask you Proceed. about um, Bobby Knight, the general. Robert Montgomery Knight, he passed away earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, I had so many thoughts about this when it, when it all came down because, um, as I said on the show on Wednesday, it's certainly, it's certainly sad when anybody dies. Mm-hmm. But talk about a, a life well lived in, in terms of doing it your own way. I mean, the general definitely did it his own way from start to finish. And uh, there's a certain place and time element to it, but there's also just a certain personality element to it as well. For better and worse, Bobby Knight is one of the most iconic people in like the 20th century in sports. Mm-hmm. Part of that's just because... I mean, he was the head coach at Indiana when college basketball was king, but he also was the coach of the Olympic team mm-hmm. for several years or several different Olympics. He coached Michael Jordan in the Olympics and coached Isaiah Thomas for sure. And then he also had his, you know, all of his antics that made the him chair throwing unfor- incident. I mean, he makes him unforgettable. So I don't know. It's it's just fascinating because he was like he was the he was this icon for all of the reasons, right? Yeah. His his is he was the Bill Parcells of the NCAA. Right. Right. My way or the highway, staunch totally. discipline. Lots of toxic masculinity. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh that's wild. I don't know. I, I just I, I was uh I, I was I, I I was surprised by how much I thought about it after I had heard that he had died. Well I, I you know, Colter, I think I mean I'm I'm a I don't wanna say a little bit older than you, I'm quite a bit older than you. Uh when you're in your late thirties, knocking on forty, or in this my case, late forties knocking on fifty and the icons of your life start passing away, mm-hmm. you do pay attention to that That's more. That's true, right. One, because uh, this, uh, you know, a person like Bobby Knight passing instantly puts you back to when was Bobby Knight influential to you in your life? For sure. He has not been influential in the last 10 years. He hasn't been influential in, your, in the last 15 years of your life. But 20 to 25 years prior to this, he was in the newspaper every other day. For sure. um, a, a young aspiring reporter like yourself was probably like, "Why is this guy in the paper? He's coached, right. you know." Well, he, he, I also said this. I mean, he's the most famous person I've ever interviewed. I've written two stories about there Coach Knight. He spent a lot of time in Ennis, Montana, and he used to give talks in Bozeman. And I, I interviewed him twice when he gave these talks. One was at a fly fishing uh, film festival, and the other one was at like this hunting, uh, like safety thing or something. I don't even remember, but. Uh, I mean, it was a thrill for me to get to meet somebody like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and the impact of people like that in your life, whether, you know, in your case, the privilege and the luxury of actually having sat down and met uh, and, and interviewed the man uh, versus how they impact you in your way, whether you're talking about it at the lunch uh, room table in middle school or the water cooler at work. Um these people are important to you. It's the same thing when, you know, when someone like Michael Jackson dies or when Beyonce passes away, even if you weren't the biggest Beyonce fan, uh, Beyonce was big enough in your life on the peripheral that you will be impacted to stop and actually think about those things. So, you know, RIP to Bobby Knight, uh, one of the most influential men in sports. Uh, I, I, you know, you love him, you hate him, you respect him, you admire him, you fear him. Um, sure. He he was he was a lot of things. He was a lot of things. But what I do remember and admire the most about him is he wanted to win, and he yes. worked. He yep. worked. He worked his tail off to get there. How he got there wasn't always the best way, but he he <laughs> he, he, he would fight tooth and nail literally he used to, to get there. He used to always say though, and I always appreciated this. He would say, what? "I get so much scrutiny." For how hard I am on my players and how hard I am on the officials and how hard I am on the media. 
but I'm going against a whole bunch of guys that aren't hard on any of those people, but they're just cheating. He's <laughs> like, who's influenced the game more detrimentally? Like, I'm, I yell at my players. Great, I do. Yeah. I yell at the refs. Great, I do. Yeah. These guys over here are buying players and cheating. I'm not. So who's actually ruining the sport? No, I, I, I it's, it's interesting. I hear you. That's uh, a great point. I'm going to sit with that for a minute. Um, but, yeah, just Bobby Knight, uh, great, great person and persona for sports, good, bad, and indifferent, depending one's perspective. And uh, may the silver-haired gentleman forever rest in peace. Uh, two uh, quick uh, NFL ones for you. Kick it. First of all, the the Dolphins and the Chiefs play in Frankfurt, Germany. What what do you think of of this? Anytime I think of Frankfurt, Germany, and football, I instantly go back to the World League of American Football. Right? The, you remember like the Frankfurt the NFL Galaxy Europe and stuff? Yes. Oh yes. yeah, dude. I, I, I was so I used to love that. I don't know just because it was football in the spring. Sure. Why are we doing this? See, it's so funny because I totally get that the NFL brand is is becoming global. Yeah, I get it. And, and they can sell out stadiums and make a bunch of money. That's cool. Uh, there's also this perception or maybe uh, speculation that they might move a team or two or three to the other side of the Atlantic, specifically to London. I just don't know how you make that equitable and work, though. Because like an NFL team would be certainly popular in London, and that would be a big boon to have that market for the NFL. But what division do you put that team in? Who do they play? Like they wouldn't be able if you put a team in London, they wouldn't be able to play any of the teams in the in the Pacific Time Zone. No, because that's totally unfair. It's like a ten hour difference. Smarter, dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb. I know, dumb. And that's why I'm I'm frustrated. Like if they're going to do a game in Frankfurt, that's fine, but make it like Colts Panthers. Why are you putting Dolphins Chiefs over there? That's no game of the week if it's going to be being played at six o'clock in the morning. In Montana. Well, I don't like it because it messes up my fantasy stuff, too. I wake up and I'm like, why do I have 28 points at 7.30 in the morning on a Sunday? Oh, because over across the pond, right. over there in right. Frankfurt, where they're having their, you know, nice Hefeweizens at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like they're, I, Look, man, I get it. If you're going to make an international league, make an international league, but put it over there to put the stress on 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 a, on the on people to kind of, you know, literally go across the pond for a game, especially on a week-by-week -week basis, straight murder, boy. Like, uh, that's just, that'd kill a team. Uh, and then uh, Terry Kill used to play for the Chiefs, now he plays for the Dolphins. He's talking smack. What do you think of that? <laughs> what up? Bring it. <laughs> Bring it, son. I mean, Tyreek Hill's having a historic year. I mean, oh gosh, people that thought it was, it, it, it's so interesting because the, the, the thought was, well, Tyreek Hill was so good, but he's also so good because he's with Patrick Mahomes. Well, True. look who misses who. Tyreek Hill's having, he had a better, he had the best year of his whole career last year without, in Miami, not with Patrick Mahomes. And mm -hmm. now he's having one of the best five single seasons in the history of the NFL. Yep. I mean, he's already got 1,100 yards receiving. It's only eight games in. And look at Patrick Mahomes. He's got no receivers right now. So That's all right. Patrick Mahomes also has a ring on his finger. Let's do, in, in fact, two. Two. Uh, One without Tyreek. That's right. So he's okay, too, he's, my mind. He's definitely all right. We cool. No, I was been Radio Rod James Seabrick. Kicking it with us. Uh, we'll be coming to you before the Grizz uh, Sac State game tomorrow as well. Six o'clock kickoff. So <sighs> we'll be rolling from four until five on the radio dial. And... Uh, I, I, you're you're doing the cold signal. I wish there was going to be colder. It's all, it's high of forty three. I'm I'm looking for like fourteen. Sun. <laughs> I'm wearing turtlenecks already. It's cold. It's cold, and I'm old. Take the sea out of cold, and I'm old. And the older you get, the colder you get. Is that right, buddy? It's yeah. It says you're so svelte and skinny now. I'm first svelte. Really, I look like a Kia Basa left in the microwave too long. What are you talking about? Felt. I mean, you were like the incredible shrinking man during the pandemic. I, funny, because you could actually like do things. You know what it was? Sleep. I was able to sleep. You just sleep at all and time. relax. And like yeah. you were able to like get up and eat well. Isn't that weird? Is it? Imagine well, that. This is a weird conversation to have because there was some like lifestyle things that were significantly easier. The the all the other parts were horrible. Oh, absolutely, but, without a doubt. But there was some, you know, like. Being at home. Well, you could just, oh, yeah, you're always eating at home. I know. Wearing Eat sweatpants every, every day. day. It's great. <laughs> no stress. Yeah. The weight the, just melts off. Oh, man. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, um, what do we think of this Grizz Sac State matchup? I think it's essential, man. I think I think that the, the Grizz, again, are in a must win situation. Last week, Montana State's lost to Idaho, a team that we beat. Like, if all pans out like and, and comes to a head, 
if things don't work, there's a three-way tie. Right. Right? We don't need that here in Missoula County. We don't need that for the boys wearing Mizzou, uh, maroon and silver. Um, this Sac State game is a must-win to kind of put some uh, uh, separation and a buffer between because we beat It's also Idaho. a revenge game too, right? Oh, Sac totally. State's beat the Grizz totally. three years in a row. To- hey, and to- you could knock Sac State out of the conference title race because if they lost, that'd be their third, their third league loss. They're still going to be in the playoff yep. mix, but they... They won't be able to, to win the league title. No, no. And I think that we need to win this game, especially with how good Montana State is. So we beat Idaho. Idaho beats Montana State. We haven't played Montana State yet. So, like, we need all the we need to accrue as many wins as possible going into Cat Grizz weekend. We will certainly give you an in-depth breakdown of this tomorrow during our ESPN College Game Day. So please, yes, uh, come hang out with us. We'll be down there at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot all afternoon. We'll be live on the radio uh, from 4 till 5 p.m. Bring us coffee. <laughs> no honest now, ESPN Radio. Back after this, we'll give you a couple prep hot tickets for the weekend. Keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Missoula. But before we leave, i got to tell you about this cool deal. This is from Red's Bar. If you need a place to watch the game tomorrow or you want a place to go hang out before the game, Red's Bar, downtown Missoula, right there on Ryman Street. Impossible to miss. But to Mike and the boys gave me this. It's uh, it's a commemoration for Lou Roslow, who was a Hall of Fame coach at Missoula County Public High School, then when it became Missoula Sentinel High School. This has all of his great accomplishments. Uh, once upon a time, here's a, a crazy story. 1964, Missoula County Public High School went 22-0. They averaged nearly 90 points per game. They had 117 points against Sandpoint, Idaho, which is commemorated up here in the corner. Because they were so dominant, the school board ruled that they didn't have to, or they shouldn't even be allowed to go to the state tournament because they'd already beaten everybody. So they didn't get to go. So they didn't get to win state, even though they were one of the best teams ever. Mike Lewis was uh, a great Sentinel player for Coach Roshlow. Mike Lewis then famously went to Duke uh, for his college career. Lou Roshlow ended up winning 315 games against just 80 losses. Three state championships, eight conference championships. He was the Missoula Sportsman of the Year in 1958 and a seven-time state track and field championship coach. He was Montana's Coach of the Year in 1958, 1959, 1962, and 1963. Many still in Missoula refer to Sentinel's Court as King Lou's Court. So appreciate the guys at Reds for hooking it up with the memorabilia. And uh, if you need a place to watch the Grizz game, no better place than Red's Bar downtown, Missoula. Oops, I dropped it. <laughs> no honest value has been radio taking all the way around the wide world of prep sports right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, a ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. So everybody, welcome back to Honest Now ESPN Radio. It's a Friday. That means I already had my Florence coffee for the day. Yeah, it's been a long day, long week. Can't complain, though. Great times, as always. It's just a busy time of year. But uh, I had myself a little uh, triple shot Americano drinking it hot lately, you know, because it's getting a little cold outside. Right now, though, Florence Coffee has a variety of holiday drinks on special. Uh, If you are out and about doing some holiday shopping or some holiday prep, be sure to swing into Florence Coffee. They will certainly uh, get you something to warm you up and keep you going. Also, what a great gift, a Florence Coffee Company card. I, I, I usually get them for my family every year because who doesn't like free coffee? Everybody. It's Friday night. You can stay up late no matter where you're at in Missoula or in Montana. There is a Florence Coffee Company near you. 
Update from Bozeman. There's two high school games in Bozeman tonight. I actually think this is silly. I wish that they would move this, have one on Friday and one on Saturday, or just, like, bump it up the road. It's it's too bad because there's only one stadium in each of the seven AA towns. Yeah, West Skyview and Senior share a stadium. Big Sky Hellgate and Sentinel share a stadium, and on and on and on. Well, Van Winkle Stadium is shared by Bozeman and Gallatin. They're the top two seeds in the East, so they each deservedly have home games. But Bozeman, Gallatin, and Helena High are playing right now. It's it's uh, midway through the second quarter, and Bozeman, Gallatin leads thirteen to six. So we'll keep you updated on that. Welcome back to Montana ESPN Radio. Our prep hot ticket prep excerpt presented by Farmers State Bank, enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Here's your four double A matchups. We'll hear from Dane Oliver, head coach of Missoula Sentinel, after a little while here. Uh, Sentinel at Glacier. We already broke that one down uh, right off the top here. But the other three double A matchups: Helena High at Bozeman Gallatin. Mm, There's a game. Butte Bozeman, which is a rivalry, mm-hmm. and uh, Billings West versus Helena Capital. What do you think of these three? Uh, let's go in reverse order. So sure. let's go Capital West, Capital, and Helena. So, buddy, this first of all, this is what we were, would refer to back in the days as a slobber knocker of a game. <laughs> right. Okay. This is one that you're going in, and one team's walking away with a fat lip and a chipped tooth, and the other one's walking away with a blackened eye and, and a bloodied nose. This is this. These are the games you want to watch, right? These, I mean, this game to me is going to be one down in the trenches. Both teams have showed uh, the ability and propensity to score points, but they've also shown the ability to win close games. And I think that uh, if I had Anywhere else to be outside of uh, a Glacier Friday night, this is the game I want to watch. Totally. This is the game I want to watch. Because I think whoever wins this game, believe it or not, regardless of everyone else's record, whoever wins this game, I think wins the championship. Whoa. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm no swami like you, handsome. Hey. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a, a guy out there with strong opinions and no brain wow. cells. Uh, Butte Bozeman's intriguing. Uh, Bozeman is definitely the team to beat out of the East. Uh, but... You throw the rivalry element into this thing, and uh, it, it gets uh, gets interesting. I don't, you know, for, for me, Butte hasn't been good away from the Ranchy. That's true. So, when, uh, away from their twelfth man, it's a different situation. Bozeman's clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. Like they, they are, they are just, for lack of a better term, just humming along. And uh, I think right now they outman and possibly outfox. Uh, Butte, especially away from the confines in the ranching. And then uh, Bozeman Gallatin versus Helena High. Bozeman Gallatin has been great. Uh, their only misstep was against Bozeman High, and that was you know one versus two, so you can't really fault them there in a mid midseason crosstown. But Helena High is the hottest team, one of the hottest teams in, in Double A. I mean, they've won five in a row, and they've gotten to this point. So, and they also have a senior quarterback in Carter Kraft, who's playing great football right now. Uh, this would be this is a really interesting matchup. To me, this is an interesting matchup. It could it, and it could be come down to a shootout. Actually, uh, both teams have great receivers, good quarterbacks, uh, really smart offensive schemes and systems. And I think that uh, it, it, this comes down to possibly who has the last ball for possession to to, to score the go ahead score. So uh, I, I I'm ho- it sounds weird, but I, I want Helena to win this game. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, It'll be fun uh, to see how it all plays out. Absolutely. Uh, prep hot tickets presented by Farmer State Bank. A uh, couple, well, here's your class. I mean, every ticket is a hot ticket when you get to this, the final eight in every bracket in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll just give you the rest of the schedule. Uh, Columbia Falls has to go to Billing Central. Billing Central still undefeated, so that's going to be a slobber knocker. Oh, by the way, all the double-A games are Friday night. All the Class A quarterfinal games are Saturday afternoon. All, th- all four of them, uh, 1 p.m. kick. So Columbia Falls is at Billing Central. Laurel's at Corvallis. Haver is at Dillon. And Hamilton is at Lewistown. Uh, I do think that Billing Central is going to be tough to beat at home, especially after a long bus trip like that. I also think that Dillon is, the, I mean, the Dillon's the best team in Class A, so Haver's going to have a hard time going down there and winning. But the other two matchups are very intriguing because Lewistown's the defending state champs, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and they've been great defensively this year, but they've struggled to score. Hamilton is always really good on offense. They've had some missteps defensively, and they had to play in the first round for the first time in a really long time. But they're actually the more proven long-term program than Lewistown, even though Lewistown's the defending champs. So that's an interesting one. And then the game of Corvallis is fascinating to me because Laurel is a perennial f- power, that's, power. Been, that's been in the Class A playoffs over and over, over. and over again. Yes, sir. Corvallis hasn't been in the playoffs for like 16 years, and they haven't actually had a bye in the playoffs for like 50. So 
a new, I wasn't even born it's yet. It's like new territory for for uh, the Blue Devils. So, I mean, that's a prove-it game on both sides there in Corvallis tomorrow. Yeah, that's, a that's a, as you just said, a hot ticket. Um, I, I, I like the 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 upstarts versus the old stalwarts. Sure. We're using a lot of SAT words today. Hey, this buddy. Is, hey, this is great. I was only good on the verbal part, not the math part. <laughs> There's like four bad jokes, but that's another story for another day there, folks. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Corvallis might pull off the upset, but we'll see. Go Blue Devils. Class B. Yeah, my favorite. You have Jefferson playing at Eureka. You got uh, Manhattan hosting Shepard. You got Florence Carlton hosting Columbus. And then you got Three Forks headed to Red Lodge. All four of those games also Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. kicks. So uh, if, if you are... Uh, if you're on the Grizz side of things and you're going to the Grizz game, you could take in quite a bit of, of high school football on the uh, on the stream or maybe even go down to a game down there in Florence if you'd like. Mm-hmm. It could be a fun uh, afternoon because the Grizz game is not till 6, so there's definitely a chance to get some uh, monitor at least these games. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that... I do think that Eureka, Manhattan, and Florence are are three really good teams, but I do think that's actually a really tough draw for Florence. Even though Florence is the number one team by a lot, Columbus is really good. They're, they're no slouch, and I think that this is another one of those slobber knockers where um, Florence has kind of had their way with everyone uh, thus far uh, this season. This is a game that it's going to be a little bit closer than I think Florence is used to well, and that the fans are accustomed to. For sure, and Columbus has I mean, they got great tradition. Coach Fitzgerald's been down there for years and <laughs> years and Forever. years and uh so um that'll be fun well let's take a look quickly just at the uh, eight man and six man matchups in the eight man bracket fairview uh versus r lee fort benton versus superior Longhorns, ennis versus circle and weibo versus belt so uh a lot of familiar names i mean if you were to say just based on program history and prestige which class c programs are are the best I mean, it's it's Fairview, it's Weibo Belt, it's Ennis. But then you have some upstarts in there, too. Fort Benton's been very good since, very they, good. since they dropped back down to Class C. Yep. Superior's been very solid for the last mm-hmm. uh, you know six to ten years. And then you got R. Lee, man. The Warriors are new to the party. They've always been good in basketball, but they have not been good in football for a long time. But they've been great in football this year, and they beat Flint Creek last week. Flint Creek would also be in the juggernaut, historical juggernaut. For sure. So uh, that's fun. So the, the, all those games also at uh, 1 p.m. on uh, – Saturday, and then your six-man bracket includes uh, Chester Joplin Inverness versus Freud Lake. Freud Lake is the defending state champs at the six-man level. Harleton Rygate, Judith Gap plays Hot Springs. Centerville plays West Yellowstone. And then Westby Gonora plays Custer, Hysham, and Melstone. So we'll give you updates on uh, all those deals. That just sounded like 18 like law firms that you I, just I know. some it, of these towns sound like law I firms. I do feel so bad for the – not bad because I'm glad they're making it work. But it's tough when you have to co-op with two or three other towns just to get six-man teams. Well, you know, not only that, not only that, but just the 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 triangulation of practices, the triangulation and stresses of travel for kids. Like, where do you practice? Where is it most fa- fair? Where is the equity? How do you get hometown pride when you don't play well, for a hometown team? Well, like, I mean, I mean, the the number one sort of tragic story of the small towns shrinking even more mm-hmm. is. That Geraldine and Highwood are a co-op now. I mean, Geraldine, they, they call themselves the rivals because this was like the fiercest rivalry in, in Class C sports. Absolutely. And they were the, the perennial powers, and they always used to play each other in the playoffs and a lot of times at the championship, and then they had to combine. So, I don't know. I, at the end of the day, it's good that they still have the ability to co-op so that you can yep. at least just have sports in those Give the towns. kids something to do, man. That's the the big, the, the most important thing, Coulter. Uh, we will be live from the Chamber of Commerce parking lot uh, all afternoon, but we'll be on the radio from 4 to 5 tomorrow. We'll be hanging out from, I don't know, by 2.30, 3 o'clock on, and the Grizz kick against Sac State at 6 p.m. Rajin Seabrook will be riding with us yep. there tomorrow as well. Thanks for swinging in, man. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Love you, bro. Love you too, bro. Uh, Rajim on the road, obviously, right now up there in uh, Kalispell as Sentinel, who he coaches for, uh, takes on Kalispell Glacier tonight. I mentioned Geraldine Highwood. I've got this awesome book, Montana Greats, the best from Absorky to Zurich, the greatest athletes from 264 Montana communities, courtesy of Jeff Welsh. 
Geraldine's selection, Darren and Kevin Anglet. The Anglet brothers were high-scoring players for Geraldine and continued their prowess in college. Darren at the University of Montana, where he was a three-time All-Big Sky selection and scored 1,224 points with 874 rebounds in his career. And Kevin at Montana Western, where he scored 1,423 points and wound up in the school's Hall of Fame. Darren ranked fifth in school history in rebounds and field goal percentage in uh, high school, that is, state history, that is, sorry. Uh, and Kevin, who retired as the winning, winningest uh, women's basketball coach in Montana Western history, ranked sixth in three-point shots, seventh in rebounds, and eighth in free throws made in the uh, prep ranks. Farmer State Bank, Prep Extra. Farmer State Bank been enriching the lives of Montana since 1907. We'll talk to Dane Oliver, head coach of Missoula Sentinel, next. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. Hey! It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. One of the best parts about all the music on the show, besides just how radical it is, is that a lot of times we're playing it. Right off of, uh, like, Andrew's playing the music video of it. So you get to watch all these music videos. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. Love seeing the police. A little sting in the police action for you. Welcome back to Ozdalia. It's been Radio Time Now for our Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight is presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. For 87 years, Missoula Electric Co-op has proudly served power to thousands of loyal members across western Montana and Idaho. Garden City Spotlight Football Playoff Edition here on Nuanas Now. We're joined by Missoula Sentinel head coach Dane Oliver. His team coming off a 28-7 win at Great Falls High last week. The Spartans on to the quarterfinals of the Class AA playoffs. They take on Kalispell Glacier, the number one team out of the Western AA uh, this upcoming Friday up there in the Flathead Valley. Coach O, thanks so much for being here, man. First of all, I mean, what did you think of your team's performance last week? Not ideal weather conditions to be sure in the Electric City or anywhere else around Montana, but... Uh, I know you were excited to go, and uh, you guys had a heck of a defensive performance. What did you think of just uh, the effort last weekend? Anytime you can you can get uh, 16, 17-year-olds in, in the weather we had, the roads we had, get them up there and get them suited up and play well, I think I think you're pretty pleased. So just couldn't uh, be more pleased with the defense. I think we, we on offense we went five straight three and outs. We, we got zero yards. And then uh, Danny Sermon, we pulled him off the bench and – Brought him in. He hasn't played quarterback in two years, and uh, he, he has a little background in it, though, and I thought he, he was he was kind of the star of the game and, and did a heck of a job along with the defense. So we're on our four-string quarterback, and having Danny Sermon be a four-string is a pretty good option, but, uh, you know, excited for the, the challenge again this week. Well, it's interesting because I remember seeing uh, several of your guys out there at Coach Marty's camp. Marty Mornowick has a high school camp every summer, and I was out there hanging out with everybody, and Danny Sermon was out there catching passes. But when he would throw it back, you're like, oh, guy throws it pretty good for a 6'6 tight end. So I know you're using him more uh, in the run game maybe, but, I mean, kind of just a testament to the versatility he's got as an athlete, huh? I think when Danny Danny moved here and joined us, like the goal was just make him a football player and uh, this couldn't be more pleased with him. It's not really natural for him to, to be super physical and tough, and I think he's grown into that mold, and it showed up, and he was running over people, and he was spinning the ball, and I said, Danny, you made me look like an idiot. Like, why, why haven't you been playing this whole time? And so <laughs> said, the, experience, the experience that he had just playing tight end and DN kind of culminated in that game for him. So just once again pleased, along with a lot of other efforts. But we ran the ball well. We took care of it. We wanted that game to be over as quick as possible for a lot of reasons. And so we, we, we managed the game plan, and so we got to somehow find a way to, to, to go up to Glacier and, and put together another good game plan. Dane Oliver joining us here on Nuanas Now, the head coach of the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. They're into the quarterfinals of the Class AA playoffs. The Missoula Sentinel defense as a whole unit, they were our uh, vertical raise Class AA players of the week this week. First time we've given it to a unit or a, a team in general and uh, certainly justified in their efforts. Holding Great Falls side only 55 yards rushing. Coach, you guys have had some pretty unbelievable defensive performances against Great Falls High in the playoffs uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, what would you think of this one? What would you think of the plan by Coach Matz? What would you think of the execution? 
Well, I think it's what you want is team defense, and so I wouldn't point to any one guy. It was hard to single out like who played really well. It was just uh, just just kind of everybody working together, and and that's a that's a good formula. That's going to be successful in the playoffs, and uh, you know, Coach Mott and all those defensive coaches they do a great job of motivating those guys putting them in a good spot putting together a specific game plan and then the kids got to take ownership of it uh, and so we're hitting our stride at the right time uh, you can see that the team starting to develop they're buying into uh the the, the greater good and it, it's it's a fun group to be a part of right now because of the the, their, the selflessness of that they're displaying and so they're practicing well they're doing all the right things culture it's what we want this time of year and uh, we're, we're playing in November. It's where we want to be. Well, certainly. And uh, now that all four of these quarterfinals are fascinating matchups, I think it's uh, it's still anybody's ball game. Obviously, home field advantage always plays a factor in all that. But uh, there's eight competitive teams left. So uh, two more questions for you. First of all, I mean, I know you just played the Wolfpack two weeks ago. So uh, what, if any, influences that have just haven't already prepared for them pretty recently? And uh, what are some of the challenges uh, this upcoming week going back up to Kalispell? Well, challenges starting with that is they have an amazing roster. They've got, I mean, they're stacked with Division One talent, top to bottom. And we went up there two weeks ago, and we're up seventeen-seven late in the third. And I'm thinking, how is this happening? And they put <laughs> the ball on the ground. They had some turnovers, uh, but you know, their rosters is loaded with talent and, and speed, and, and and they do such a good job with their schemes. And uh, but we hung around and we fought and we competed, and and we're right there at the end as well. So. We've got to replicate that. Might not look exactly the same all the time, but uh, you know, focuses on us. You can spend a lot of time worrying about the other team, but right now we're just we're worried about Sentinel. And for them, it's it's a back-to-back opponent. They had a bye week, and they so we're the last opponent they played. So you know, they had some time to chew on that game. I know they didn't play as well as they'd like to. So it'll be a little bit of a cat and mouse game, figuring out what they're trying to do, what they what they brought from the previous game plan, and that's what makes it enjoyable. But Ultimately, it's about us playing good football, and we've done that the past few weeks and uh, excited for another opportunity. Well, uh, it's a great time of year, and uh, excited for you guys, excited for all the young men that are still playing, and uh, go get them on Friday night. Dana Oliver, the head coach of the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. They're at Kalispell Glacier Friday night in the quarterfinals of the Class AA playoffs. Dana, thanks for being here, man, and uh, safe travels. Best of luck. Thanks for taking some time. All right, Coulter. Thanks for having me. Take care. Current City Spotlight probably presented by the Montana Educators Credit Union. They have memberships open across all these following counties. Missoula, Granite, Lake, Mineral, Ravalli, and Sanders County. MEC is big enough to provide you with the same customer products as larger institutions, but small enough to know your specific needs. They are invested in our communities and uh, happy to support high school sports across the state of Montana. Garden City Spotlight do this each Friday here uh, on Nuanez Now. Hour one almost in the books, but here I'll give you an update on the uh, current playoff game that's underway. Bozeman Gallatin leads Helena High 27-6 late in the third quarter. So uh, the Raptors in full control. That will maybe be final by the time we're off the air. I think it probably will. They got a little bit more than a quarter left, so we got, we got an hour left here on Nuanas now. So uh, we'll have at least one semifinalist at the Class AA level uh, before this show is complete. Carol, check it out. Those sports swings by for some levity and laughs. Right after this, keep it right here. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. .org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.